It's Opinions Are Cheap with my friend Chad. Hey, that's me. And my friend Cameron. Thank you. I was I was afraid, like, should I do it or should I not do it? And I was like, if I don't do it, he's going to feel bad. Or maybe that's the joke. I don't know. You, you keep me on my toes, which isn't technically true because I'm sitting. But... Hi, Cameron. Hi, Chad. You have a good day today? That was all right. How about you? So, <laughs> all good. Um, but it, it just, I wanted to tell a quick short story. Um, our friend Couples Therapy VR texts me. Okay. Right? And he says, uh, hey, Cameron, uh, you're into cringe culture, right? And I'm like, yeah, and I, you know, it's like I'm gonna like raise my whiskey glass because like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm quite the connoisseur. And then he says, so you've been following this Christian stuff, oh. and it's like, uh, <laughs> that that crossed the line where it wasn't fun anymore. Right. Is that the story? Yeah. Okay. He messaged me the other day. He was surprised we brought him up on the. Uh... On the last episode, he's like, I, I didn't expect to hear, hear you guys talk about our show. And I was like, if we had a wide audience, it would, the, the amount of like random mobs we would send to people, like random people too, right? Like, because the things we end up talking about that kind of like, hey, the thing we did, the thing we like, like, they're somewhat deep cuts. Like Tamers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, for instance. That's that's kind of a deep internet cut. Or some of the weird bands I bring up. And it's like if we had like Joe Rogan's audience of millions of people, all of a sudden these channels or these music videos or bands or, 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 or whatever, right, would get like giant spikes of, of, of uh, eyes on them. But because we only have an audience of like 30 people. Can you imagine like, the the bizarre intake and in business that McMaster Car would have, it's like yeah. a, a lot of people want rubber O rings all at once, and we don't know why. Yeah, because that that's what that's the thing, right? Because I'd be like, oh man, I remember the last time I needed a caliper, and all our audience, if we had that many, would be like, I'm gonna buy a caliper from McMaster Car, and then they might actually run out, and then it would be two days to get the next one instead of one day. <laughs> I was talking about this last night, but remember when uh, Mad Max Fury Road came out? And there's the sure. one scene where the guy, like, spray paints his face uh, chrome. Yeah. So there was this, like, worldwide shortage of that bakery spray you use for cakes. Oh, really? Because everybody was buying it for their Mad Max cosplays. Sure. And uh, the baking community was very confused. They're like, I, I, I just went on the, my favorite baking store, and they don't have that spray I use. and the, And I have to make a... Like someone wanted a robot cake. I, I don't know how to color it robot. It's, I checked on Amazon and they're all sold out. And then it also recommended me some like weird gimp outfit because people <laughs> are buying it together and I don't know why. <laughs> I know. I mean, that was kind of a thing with like uh, Rick and Morty and the, the Szechuan sauce. And I, I know every once oh. in a while, like, that'll happen, right? Where like something yeah. popular will mention a thing and now you can't find it and it's. You're just like, internet, why you gotta be this way? That's how it be on this bitch of an earth. Yeah. So, my, my, I, I keep seeing this thing on my Twitter. Oh, I'll go into this, because why not? Where it's sort of like a picture of like the anime character you wanted to grow up as, and then the anime character you actually became. <laughs> and these kinds of things are fun. 
But I get so like thrown through a loop when I see them because I, I tend to overthink shit like this. And I'm like, well, the, the whole point is it's supposed to be funny, but also kind of truthful. And so also, I don't really remember who I wanted to aspire to be when I was like 12 because that was a goddamn long time ago. And I don't remember anything about being 12. And then I, I just like stare at it. And I'm like, I don't know how to participate in this. I'm overthinking everything. Why can't I just have fun? But I think I turned into dead Yamcha. Really easy one is gonna it's gonna be Kaiba. Oh, from uh Yu-Gi-Oh. From Yu-Gi-Oh. That's a good one. Um I I always loved the the character that's um like the blue character with glasses. You know? Like I thought they you were always... gonna say like the uh, the rival or we get yeah, they're always the, they're the rival they're always the second place they're always the like calm and collected or or just like they don't they don't have that like raging passion oh okay kaiba's got um, a raging passion dude well, he, well like threatens not to kill o- i mean grandpa that, um, uh, that trope doesn't always <clears throat> but there's always that like number two character like vegeta or kaiba or um more relevant characters whose names i can't remember uh-huh uh, who is the guy on Samurai Shampoo? I've never seen that one. That's a good one. Um, yeah, the 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 cool one, not the hothead. Yeah. Um, I grew up to be Brock's dad. Brock from from Pokemon. Oh, I I don't remember his dad ever showing up in. in yeah, uh... he was like a deadbeat. And then he became a hobo <laughs> and that lived in the town and, like, watched his family from a distance. And it's like, dude, why don't you just go help your family? But Brock had to be, like, the adult in the room. And so he's watching Brock raise his own family. And then when Ash beat him and Brock was like, oh, I'm a failure. And then Brock's dad was the one that helped Ash train to beat Brock. And then he was like, no, oh, oh. you're not a failure. I am. I'll take over the gym and you go on an adventure. And then they never touched on this again. <laughs> it was a really bizarre intro for the character. That is really bizarre. I think I think my answer to this as far as who I wanted to be is probably like Roroni Kenshin. Um, I remember really liking that show at that age, but also he was a really like interesting mix of like he was kind of stoic, but he's also badass, but he's also a nice person. Like he had a lot of positive qualities. I don't know if I call him a Gary Stu now that I just described him, but I, I, you know, he was maybe treading in that direction. And then, of course, the follow-up joke to that is like, and fourteen-year-old me would have liked to be that person, and the writer of Kenshin would have liked fourteen-year-old me because I'm pretty sure he was a pedophile. Well, and Trigun. I liked huh? I liked Va- Vash and Trigun. Oh yeah, he was pretty good. Um, honestly, like any of the main cast in uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, maybe. They were all uh, pretty cool. Uh, my favorite, I think I brought this up before, but my favorite is when people Photoshop King of the Hill characters into Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, yeah, that was a thing for a bit, wasn't it? Dang it, and you're a meshy. King of the Hill is a good show. I-, I haven't seen that one in a really long time, but. I have nothing but, like, good memories of it. That had some really just solid jokes. <laughs> oh, wait. There's animated versions of this. Wow. Well, okay. Anyways. um, 
Wait, what were we going to talk about tonight? Um, I know one of the things that we could talk about because part of our brand is cartoons is uh the trailer for My Little Pony Gen Five came out. I'm, I'm, I opened up the Yu Yu Show thing you just sent me, by the way. <laughs> I wish this was cut a little more snappy. Yeah, but it's still pretty good. Oh, it's not bad. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, let's talk about My Little Pony. Okay. Uh, did you watch the trailer, the trailer yet? I did watch the trailer. I actually, I meant to, but I, I was having computer problems. I didn't get around to it, so... This will be fresh for me. All right, let me open her up, and then we'll we'll count it down. And I'm gonna have to go back and watch that King of the Hill thing again because that was <laughs> that was making me laugh way harder than it had any right to. Which is great when that happens, right? And that's one of the things. This show's so fun. We're just like, oh, remember when they did this? And it's like, yeah, I guess. And you're just like, here you go. Funny stuff. He just he's like explaining the lore of the demon realm. He's like, if you don't start making sense right now, I'll kick your ass. Don't they keep threatening to bring that back, King of the Hill? Yeah, I I I'm getting really tired of uh, everything coming back. I say threaten not because I wouldn't want it back, but because I almost don't I don't trust it. No, I don't trust it, won't. right? Like like leave it leave it where it's at. It ended really well. People really liked it. It's super beloved. Like don't don't risk it. That's why they're doing it, because you want it back, and they're preying on that want. They're not promising a quality product. They're like, oh, this is a name that people recognize, so we'll just put that on the sign. I know, and I wish they would stop doing that, because it's it's upsetting to me. Uh, you got the trailer? Yep. Let's trailer it up in um, three, two, one. I do like the animation. It looks great. Now, part of me wonders, though, since this is a movie, is this just like gonna look the best? And it, you know, like, if they do a series after this, it just won't look like it's good. On a far distant world of enchanting beauty, a family of lost travelers find shelter and friendship among the Ewoks, peaceful guardians of the forest. But the peace is shattered. <laughs> An evil storm sweeps the planet Endor, threatening the Ewoks' very existence. Run fast, run! And a courageous Earth child is left orphaned, hunted by the cruel armies of an insatiable warlord. All I want is the power! Don't be foolish, do what he says. It's a breathtaking adventure that soars to extremes of heroism and treachery. There's no escape for one. But there is hope. A shipwrecked adventurer and his speedy sidekick join forces with the Ewoks. Their mission? Penetrate a fortress of death and rescue their friend. It's a desperate scheme that unleashes the rage of a demented tyrant. From the creator of Star Wars comes a dazzling adventure. A timeless fable of courage and conflict, of bravery, innocence, and unspeakable evil. Featuring Wilfred Brimley and the visual mastery of George Lucas. Take a journey to the far reaches of your imagination. Ewoks, the battle for Endor. Coming to your family from MGM UA Home Video. So I have I have opinions, but I'm kind of curious, because I've seen this before, um, what your immediate thoughts are. Okay, so I didn't know that this was a movie. 
that immediately alleviates like half of my plot concerns that we talked about. Okay. Because I thought I thought they were previewing the context for a series, but this functions under the context of like a long form story that will just get, get wrapped up. Well, I believe the idea is the movie will end and then it will launch into a TV show. Yeah. And they'll just use but, the assets from the movie. But my like the way the characters are presented, it's like they're all very separate and apart. And it's like we got to bring them together. And it's like how do you do a how do you do that episodically? Oh yeah, for yeah, kids, yeah. you know. So it's like, oh wait, so this will end in a way where you understand what the series will be about. Yeah. So that that's like half my concerns are gone anyway. So I I think it looks pretty good. It looks it looks cute enough. I the trailer is kind of weird because I feel like the the volume of some of the audio kind of goes up and down and 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 then some of the lip singing like syncing you can tell that they took dialogue from one scene and put it in a different one to cut yeah. the trailer. And uh that happens all the time, right? It just like is weirdly apparent in this trailer. Normally it's not. So I don't I don't know what to think about that. Like cuz I'm watching this and I'm just kind of like noticing like flaws within the trailer itself and it's like, well, I don't know how much movie I'm getting out of this like it it looks like it'll be fun some of the things they focus on as far as like we have what our first trailer what should we emphasize um are definitely like leaning into the target audience like the d the the ddr bit it's like whatever uh them going to get makeovers and and into the spa like i wouldn't put either of those things in a, a trailer if i were you know trying to sell a movie to people but then I'm not trying to sell a movie to children. So there you go. Um, now I can tell you exactly what this trailer reminded me of. And that's the Angry Birds movie. Oh, I suppose that makes sense. Yeah. Trying to think of like the last trailer I watched for a movie. Cause the thing is, is I don't usually watch them cause I don't care. Like I'll hear a movie's coming out and I'll be like, cool. I'll go see that. Or I'll be like, Oh, I won't go see that. And it, it has nothing to do with, like, spoilers or anything like that. It's, it's largely just I don't care if I like what I've read or the buzz around it makes it seem interesting or it's a director I like or actors I like. I'll go see it. Like, I don't need to get myself hyped for this kind of stuff anymore. I'm not, I'm not that attached to any of it, right? Like, I have other things to do. And uh, it's either going to be good or it's not going to be good. Because at the end of the day, like, a trailer, it, it's marketing. It's trying to sell me on a thing. And they can be really, really misleading. And so it, it, I don't know, I've gotten a little jaded to them, maybe. Um, with good reason. <laughs> right. Uh, um, I actually, I, I and, well, boy, Netflix especially, uh, most recently, He Man has like a lot of controversy around it, and I blame it 90% just on the trailer they put out. Um, I think I talked about it already, but it's like the trailer is cut from the first 15 minutes of the first episode, and it doesn't represent the series at all. Sure. But the trailer was kind of like, 80s music, look at all this action, well, look at this character, look at this character, ah! And it's like, I, I don't know why they, like, I get why you want to get attention, and mm. I know people enjoy a twist or whatever, but it's kind of like, why mislead people so much? Like, what's the gain there? You you think everyone's going to be happy that you told them one thing and then showed them something else? 
I wonder if it's the idea like, well, if they watch the first episode, they'll come back for the second episode. I think the that's third, what they're like, hedging we'll towards, but it's but it like work really, yeah, it's getting uh, annoying, obnoxious. Yeah, I will. I'm a little concerned about the unicorn character in this one. I feel like she's definitely kind of like the ditzy character. She just shows up. At least it's presented like she shows up and is like, "You're my new friend," and. uh I don't know. It just makes me think of like how Pinkie Pie is either written really well or not well at all. And you know, can they make this person work for an hour and a half movie? Because there's a, there's definitely a fine line for that kind of archetype of character that either I will like or I will really really not like. I want to turn it off. I have a feeling that they're going to uh, do a series of set pieces where like each chapter kind of focuses on a different character. More than likely. So uh, this this is really like a knockoff Pinkie Pie that isn't working kind of a thing based on the clip in the trailer. It's not to say that they can't fix it, but I think worst case scenario and she's annoying, it'll be a brief annoying. Sure. Because there's going to be other characters that like talk over her later. Yeah, there's that. And then I, I, had, a, I had a thought and it went away, so never mind. I still think it looks pretty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I really like the designs. I like the um, the animation they show is really, really nice and fluid. Looks great. I like that one of the main characters is a guy. Like, I feel like as far as ponies go, that's maybe new to the franchise. I want to say it is. I, I like. I feel like there are male characters, but they're never like the main character. Right. Um. I just that might add like a fun dynamic, or at least like you know set it uh, set up for different kinds of jokes, different kinds of things they can do. I'm curious. Um, one of the, I will say the one thing about the the DDR scene, it's like well, it is this kind of movie, so I'm expecting some dancing and show tunes, and that can be the highlight of these. So I'm hoping we're getting we get some good songs. Oh yeah, you know that's something else. Is I'm not even sure if we're gonna get show tunes or not really. I believe, like, the lore for one of the Pegasus characters is that she's a, like, professional singer or pop star or something. Well, yeah, but that might just be, like, a quirk she has. And it's not incorporated into the show as much as, like, oh, it's so hard being famous kind of jokes. Yeah, I suppose. I just know, like, I the last know. MLP movie I, had quite a few songs. Yeah, um... But I think it also depends on how much they're going to change or not. It's like, it's so interesting how uh, how little we actually know, but we're gleaming a lot. Yeah. It's part of the discourse. Yeah, I'm checking. Um, it's, it's interesting. I'm checking the board, the uh, 4chan board, right? Okay. And there's almost no new content. Like, it's mostly... Like, I'm seeing a couple fan art pictures, but it's mostly people going like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, the one Discord I'm in where there's people that actually care about this movie, they're sort of like, ah, I guess I'll be cautiously optimistic, but until it's out, I don't want to, like, put too much time and energy into thinking about it. Because it's either going to be good or it's not going to be good. Like, And I feel like that is probably the healthy thing to do instead of, like, spending ten minutes talking about a trailer and speculating. You know what? That's that's actually a very reasoned thing to point out. (laughs) I appreciate that comment because it's true. We, we <laughs> we're spending a lot of time talking about a trailer for a little girl's cartoon. 
And it's one that I can't even say I will watch when it comes out. I don't have a Netflix account. I'm not, like, eager to get one. I have plenty of people who would let me borrow theirs to watch this. Oh, when but, does this come out? Uh, I think it's uh, September? No. Yeah. September 24th. Okay. Um, I got that He-Man convention next month. So I do plan on subbing to Netflix to catch the new show. Okay. So I'll have a Netflix for that month. So I'll give you my password and we'll we'll uh observe that. Yeah, I think this would be kind of fun. It'll be more fun to to watch it and talk about it. Just cuz then there's actually things to talk about instead of like the weird audio issues I maybe found in the trailer, right? Cuz no one gives a shit about those. Okay, I found I found one complaint about the trailer and that's that every other scene was just walking through a forest. And they're that's concerned terrible. there won't be enough variety, and it's like, well, if that's your concern, I think we're okay. And that, that comes down to it, though, it's like, it's a trailer. How do you... I would love to try and cut a trailer together, honestly. I think that would be kind of fun as an experiment, other than, like, it would be a shitload of work, because if I took a movie even I knew really well, like, I've seen Speed Racer a lot, and had to put two minutes of that into a trailer that, you know, go watch Speed Racer. Like, what parts do you pick? And how do you tell... Like, a give a brief synopsis of the plot and, like, what, you know, what's important to me versus what's important to an audience. Because I can think of the scenes I really like in that movie might not be the scenes other people really like in that movie. And there's a reason why, like, you know, like there are, there are companies and, and, and studios, like, devoted to making trailers because it really is an interesting art form. Oh, I can't find it. I, I wanted to show you real quick. Um, unless this is it. No, that's not it. So, when Jurassic World was first announced, um, or the trailer came out, a lot of people were pretty so-so on the trailer. Because it's just kind of like, yeah, we get it. There's going to be dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. This one guy took the trailer, and like only all we have is that one trailer. He took scenes from that. He removed all the audio. And what he did was he cut it together, and for the background music, he put in a John Hammond's little speech when he was describing how when he was younger he wanted to make a flea circus, and and he was and he's describing like the and the families would come and the and the little children would see the fleas as like mommy mommy can't you see the fleas and and the magic was real and that's what I wanted to do, and he's like describing this as the scenes slowly get like more dire and less fun that's really clever and it was it was done so perfectly it's like they should have bought the rights to that trailer off of them because it was done beautifully <laughs> it like made me want to see the trailer or the movie even though i knew this is a fan thing right yeah there is an art to to editing i think that's my favorite part of like doing these little shorts that i've been doing it's just like, oh, how can I how can I tweak this and make it better? If I make this shorter, is it better? If I make it longer, is it better? And playing with that timing and the presentation and the way your your brain works between cuts, you know? Yeah. It's kind of funny. Dissecting like, a that's... scene and like how would I how would I film this? How would I put it together, you know? because um, that that's part of my job at work, you know, training videos and instructional videos, right? And for the most part, they're fairly straightforward. We write a script, we record the script, I shoot the scenes. Um, I'm working on a safety one though that we can't really just go stage a lot of this because it's about like how you should act when there's a fire. Um, 
or a, you know a tornado or something right and it's like well we can't stage like a tornado we can stage a tornado drill but those have to be kind of planned in advance because it shuts down production to do something like that so i can't just like ask for that and so i've had to get really creative with shots of the building and things i have access to and then go online for like you know like on pixabay and find royalty free video clips that i can use and that's been kind of fun to make because i have to really rely on weird stuff or like getting the gist across or like you know lots of still pictures that are moving around a bit or like powerpoint kind of stuff like how do i make how do i make this interesting right uh the other day i filmed a uh, basically like a lunch and learn training thing uh department lead was up giving a PowerPoint presentation and he's going through a couple different things and hey we're all learning this as a department and we get free food and it's kind of that that's a similar thing right I basically have his audio and his slides but I have to make that interesting for seven minutes and so I have to now go find b-roll and and you know make make this engaging for someone as a training video and I'm kind of excited to work on this one too just because it once again it's very different than, than the norm and yeah editing editing can be fun it, it can be a shitload of work but it is kind of cool to come up with the perfect shot or the perfect transition or get that timing just right where you you really like are executing you know what you're trying to execute yeah and it's a it's the kind of skill that you have to practice with mm-hmm. i would really like to do the music video stuff and i know what we've talked about this off the show but just it's funny. Most music videos are bad. I, I I dislike almost all of the music videos I see, or at least are I'm super apathetic to them. But there's something to be said about like you have a song that sometimes presents either a, a really interesting mood or a story or a concept, and like you have three minutes. How can you do something with that? Because that's not that long a time. Like you can, so you're not like you're not making an hour and a half long movie. You're making a three minute movie, and you have. A lot of, you know, the, the audio is done for you, right? Like, you, you just have to cut to the audio. I think that's probably why, like, anime music videos were super popular for a while, right? Because people were like, oh, I like this song, and I have all this footage of the anime I, I illegally downloaded. Let's combine things. You know, how, how can I make Vegeta and Goku fighting look really fucking awesome while Linkin Park plays? And it becomes a really specific kind of story you're trying to tell, but the assets you don't have to make, you already, you just, you have the assets because you, someone else made them for you. And that's like the hardest part of filmmaking is actually going and filming. At least for me, like it's (laughs) it's the point I don't like it's, you know, it's, it's work. Okay. I did find that trailer. You know, the first attraction I ever built when I came from Scotland, the flea circus, petticoat lane. (laughs) We had, uh, a wee trapeze and a uh, mediga, um, gall- gallus. <laughs> they all move, motorized, of course. But, uh, people would say they could see the fleas. Oh, I can see the fleas, mummy, can't you see the fleas? Clown fleas and high wire fleas, fleas on parade. But with this place, I wanted to show them something that wasn't an illusion, something that was real, something that they could see. Not devoid of merit. Yeah, that is way better than the uh, than the trailer that the studio put out. Now, 
the part that makes me sad is that with Jurassic World 2, they had Jeff Goldblum say, uh, life finds a way. I'm Jeff Goldblum. Yep. And it's like, there's no reason for that. And in the movie, they had him there for one scene where he just narrates the trailer. And it felt so phony. And it's like, man, you, you could have done it this way. Yeah. <laughs> you done goofed. Um, now, granted, Jurassic World isn't a movie warranting a good trailer. So my complaint isn't that they should have done better. It's just I really enjoy that trailer. Yeah, that was a cool trailer. Because it sucks you in. <laughs> It's like the, the it gets like kind of eerie when you 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 navigate from his like sweet little innocent story to the part where it's like he he has this dream but he's living in a fantasy world and you see the chaos visually coming together and it's like oh this is done so perfectly like whoever threw this together was brilliant was that and then just the the clips of audio from the actual trailer that do come through like that, some of the dinosaur growls or the the one lady going, <gasps> you know, kind of thing. Um, yeah, are really like well placed, and so you get that you have this weird tension based on this guy's creepy story, and then the audio going on, and then you have kind of that as well on top of it. So yeah, it's a very effective uh, thing. Have you ever thought yeah, about editing is just super video? interesting? I'm sorry, what? Have you ever thought about actually making an anime music video? I've, since I said that like five minutes ago, I'm kind of stuck on it now. Um, yeah, I have a lot. I wish, I wish that didn't take so much time to do well. And then also it's like, I don't know where I would get the footage I would need to do something like that. And then it's like, what anime do you pick? And the answer is probably Dragon Ball Z. Cause like, <laughs> come on, right? Um, I actually wanted to film a music video in VR chat, but not like a full thing. Like just a quick little, uh, proof of concept to get it out of my system. Mm -hmm. and visually i think i have it down like how i would want to do it and how i would attempt to do it but even then there's like a time commitment there where it's like i'd hope that this actually turns out worth watching or it's not worth putting this time into it so i haven't yeah i'm sitting um, that way too it, right i'm waiting uh, for like a better idea really sure i don't know like Sometimes I think if you if you set your parameters the like right as far as like scope and expectations like maybe just do the idea you have just to see if it would be fun like even if you don't do the whole thing but do like thirty seconds of it and just am I enjoying the process now that I have slightly altered what my, what I'm trying to do right because it's not like a quick comedy video it's oh there's it's going to be a little different shooting for a music video or or, or you know something of that nature and just. What, what, you know, if you throw two hours at it, how does that feel? And then if you like it, keep going. I think my issue with the VR chat thing is, um, th there's two problems I have. One is I'm very inexperienced at choreography. Oh. Which is a skill that you don't realize you don't have until you need it. Yeah. And then the other thing is I want to have a little more freedom to move. And my room is small enough that I'm afraid of hitting something. So it's like I can't do an actual, like, spin. Sure. So in my mind, it's like, oh, and then, like, the characters would dance, like, this way. And it's like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So that goes out the <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I know, because I've, I've put some thought into what I want to do for my own music. And um, 
my my goal and my aim and my parameters are how can I do this in the easiest way possible that will take the least amount of time but still look passable. And I have I have, if we can find the right avatar in the right worlds, I can make that work. Just based off of like I know the music I'm making, I can kind of like shoot around that and the the tone I'm trying to set there. But it really comes down to it's less about making a music video, more about making like a visualizer for the music. It's just so you have something to look at if you go watch it on YouTube. Uh versus like an actual big production, right? Like I a lot of it would be filmed in first person with just me wandering around or, you know, doing that kind of stuff where it doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, because ideally the songs and then the level I pick will do all the heavy lifting for me and then I can maybe in post like adjust the colors in in time with the kick drum or something right like something simple that I can automate easily and just have repeat over and over yeah that's another thing though you wouldn't want to do it in first person why not um because it I can guarantee it'll come out looking like a shaky cam now there are tools within VR chat to reduce shakiness but it won't pan with your head um i guess um i'd have now to there's a way like... to puppet it where you could you could approximate your head and smooth it but that would require like a third thing oh it like it it depends on what you actually want to achieve and i could tell you how to engineer around it yeah i guess i didn't really think about the shaky cam thing um i don't know if that bothers me too much it just kind of depends on how distracting it is to look at it also depends on the music, because honestly, if it's shaky, but you got this like aggressive tone going on, maybe it even works. Well, yeah, and I mean, you, you've heard, you know, uh, mi- early mixes of the songs I'm working on, right? They're all fairly yeah. aggressive. So it, it might be a way to, I mean, really, it doesn't hurt to just uh, record a sample <laughs> and just see, like, play music over it and see what this looks like and decide, oh, this isn't working, I have to change it completely, or hey, this gives me an idea, I could do this and like even further it. The other option is to alternate between actually having the headset on versus uh, doing a desktop version, right? Where when you move around, it is going to be crystal smooth because you're using a mouse and keyboard. Yeah, uh, to a degree. It's also not going to look natural. No. So it's like there's these weird little compromises where depending on what you're willing to give up, it won't be a problem. Mm-hmm. As long as you do factor that into the the storyboarding or visualizing or whatever your process is, because the EP is probably going to be like maybe twenty two minutes long, um, which means I will probably end up having at minimum like an hour's worth of filming, because that seems to be the case when I'm doing projects at work. Is even if I'm trying to be extremely efficient, I usually have two to three times the amount of filming that I actually end up recording. And some of that is you get some, you want some buffer zones, you know, on each side of a clip so you can have room to place it. But a lot of it is you just, you film things from multiple angles and then you pick the best one. Or you film stuff and you end up not using it because you needed something else and you just have all this B-roll. Um, and so it kind of comes down to like, that's a, that's a, a fucking project, you know, do I really want to do this? Now you'll have your old friend Cameron to help. Well, that's the thing, and Joe thinks it's pretty cool too. So, like, I have I have a crew, as it were. It'd be great. Like, you should get the perfect shot 
and I can get like some robot avatar and I'll sit there all moody and halfway through the song Joe will come over and go, Hey, hey, look, I'm Yugi. Look look at my Yugi. I'm I'm look I have a card. Is this your card? Haha. Uh-huh. I do think when we play this weekend, if we can find like a couple of neat sci fi worlds to, to to do some testing on, I'm curious sorry. I'm curious how um my computer is gonna react with the headset on and shadow play going and I know Oh that might you can't not use shadow be the play. best way. Oh you can't. It doesn't work. Okay, well, that answers that question then. I guess you have to do it within VR and actually set up uh, on the camera itself. Um, I use OBS. I don't know what that one is. <laughs> it's uh, it, I think technically it's streaming software. Like, it has oh. Twitch integration. But you can record with it, and it's very compatible with VR chat. Like, it, I find it easy to work um, when it's running right. I'm surprised that Shadowplay doesn't work. Is it just because of the way the headset works? It's something... I, I Honestly, I can't figure it out, and everything I looked into was don't bother, just use OBS. Oh, well, there you go. Does OBS cost money? No. Oh, well, I have that... And it kind of just runs the same as Shadowplay. So, it, like, it, it, it's, it's mildly annoying, but it's not a big problem. I don't like Shadowplay anyways. I know, you were, I know you were installing drivers before we started and having issues with the NVIDIA stuff. And yeah. There was a time when Shadowplay was great and that NVIDIA shell was great and all that software was great. And they were like, you know what? Now you need an account and you have to sign in and we want to be like Steam and have all your games on here. And you have to do all the things through this app. And Wow, thank you. It's terrible. It fucking sucks. And every time it updates, something fucking breaks. Like, basically everything else on my computer i haven't updated itunes in like two years and it really wants me to and it's like nope last time i did that you got worse and actually i i kind of want to say that with obs you can get better quality out of it that might depend on your graphics card Mm -hmm. but i mean that that same limitation would exist on shadow play so yeah I, i don't think it'll be a problem yeah it's something to try uh because if it's something I decide to do, I'm going to want to start sooner rather than later because I'm, I'm getting really close to being done mixing the music. Um, I'm on the last song. Then I'm going to take a break and for a month, and then I'm going to come back to it, and I'm going to master all the music, and so then it will be done. So that gives me two months to acquire footage, and then I don't know how long it'll take to cobble together. Uh, probably longer than I think. That's usually the case, but I, I've gotten fairly efficient with Premiere just because I use it so much at work. So if I can get like really quality stuff over the course of a month or two and just have it, then putting it together will hopefully be part, you know, a lot easier than acquiring the footage. Yeah. Um, just bug me this weekend though, and I'll show you how to use OBS. Okay. I don't know if any of this conversation was interesting to listen to. By the way, uh, no, I think people a minute trailer can't carry an hour long podcast. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, we got other stuff to talk about too. So. Um, did you watch Marvel's What If? No. Well, there goes that topic. Sorry. I, I don't watch Marvel's anything. No, I know. But I, I this is one of those comic series that I love. So when they announced a What If show, I was like, what? In the same way that I got excited about Guardians of the Galaxy, none of my friends knew what that was either. Mm. Um, I do want to talk about it, but probably when more episodes are out, because it's only been one episode so far. Is this all in Disney Plus? Yeah, I mean, I, my parents have that. I could. I I, could I mean, I thought the first it. episode was good. Um, did you good. like Captain America the movie? The first one. Yeah, 
Um, I wouldn't say it's my. I don't think it's a bad movie, but it's nowhere near my favorite Marvel movie. Uh, but do you remember it? Yeah, kind of. It's really busy. Like, there's a lot of plot. A lot of things happen. It, I feel like it's then you'll too you'll long. love this one. Huh? The, it, this was a good episode. Okay. I remember when that first Captain America movie came out, people were really, like, hyped about it. thought I was like, this is, like, the best Marvel movie. And then I watched it, and I was like, it's fine. Even then, I was, like, slowly becoming, I think, jaded to some of the Marvel stuff. Uh, But, yeah, that one one really, I felt like, had some issues with it. And then the one that came after it was, I thought, really, really good. Whatever the sequel to. Captain Captain America America 2. Yeah. That was a good one. Canada gets theirs. <laughs> um, okay, so there's another thing I wanted to talk about, but okay. definitely not fill the whole show with. Uh, I fell hard into Fortnite this last week. Oh, really? I've been playing nightly. Um, and actually, like, on Saturday, I was up until 1 a.m., like, just playing Fortnite. Damn. And I'm like, and I'm winning games, and it's like, oh, man, I'm on a streak now. I gotta, I gotta keep going and i'm on voice chat with a friend and they're like dude it's like one it's 1 a.m aren't you normally in bed by 10 and i'm like yeah it's not 1 a.m i'm not sleepy yet and i had to like check two different clocks to make sure <laughs> it's like wait this Damn. is when that happened um but we were talking about music last week right yep and i think this happened after the show but i pointed out there was ariana grande concert in fortnite yeah. literally at the same time that we we're recording the show so when the show was done, I checked on YouTube and there was like recordings of it. And, and you and me were talking about it because you, you seemed confused about what it even was. Yes. And I, I sent it to Joe, too. And he was like, what, what is that? <laughs> like, it didn't seem like a Fortnite thing. So it was kind of like it got me curious. And it's like, well, I want to experience it myself. So the next showtime, um, I reinstalled the game and I got ready for it. And it it's kind of a cute. It, it's an experience. Um, what they actually do is they like turn off the servers. So like the showtime is at seven and like a half hour before the show, you can't queue up for games anymore. And it's like the only available game mode is to get in line for the concert. That's kind of neat. And yeah. And it's like, you all show up and you're on a UFO on the map and there's like, there's like party supplies out and there's no guns or anything. And you're just running around with people. And there's these, like, holograms. So you can, like, stand on a projector. And your character will project a hologram up over the stage. And, like, everybody's taking turns dancing. And people are, like, doing emotes together. And, and like, riding choo-choo train around in a circle or whatever. And there was just this, like, weird atmosphere of, like, waiting for the show to start. And that lingers a bit until the show actually starts. And you can watch the video on YouTube. And it's, it's a fun, interactive thing. But there was something really just uh is very interesting how they tie stuff together because the whole time it's like a trippy music video but your character's there running around oh and there's like mini game segments where you're like racing and if you hit the targets right then you get gold but also it's this visual treat where you can just sit back and enjoy it and then you have to fight a boss and then like your your plane gets shot down and there's a quick time event where someone helps you up and then you see another player that's down so you push a button to help them up and the song is about like everyone uplifting each other and it bleeds into the next song and it's like you're you're part of the concert now and there's a part where you have to run upstairs but it's like those mc escher stairs 
huh. where like it gets kind of crazy and there's Ariana Grande's everywhere. But it's like you're there. Like you come around the corner and other players are dancing and so you start dancing too. And it's like, wow, this is really neat. But then besides that gimmick, I end up just playing the game normal. <laughs> sure. Um and just having a lot of fun. They put in the Superman quest where you have to literally as Superman you have to fly through gold rings like Mario sixty four. Or oh, Superman sixty four. Sounds- um and then you, you unlock Clark Kent. And then with Clark Kent, you have to use a phone booth and you go inside and transform into Superman. And that unlocks an emote that you can use where he like dramatically pulls back his shirt to reveal the S and spins around and he's Superman. And it felt like more honored of the character than the past three movies have. Like it was just super weird. Um, all the crossover characters is like there's Rick from Rick and Morty and he's fighting Predator and John Wick. But then, uh, like Batman and Deadpool and Storm from X Men will show up and they shoot Rick in the head, and it's like, this is the weirdest game in the world. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is in a. I don't know a lot about Fortnite, but like every once in a while, you'll be said you'll send me something that is Fortnite related, and it's sort of like Fortnite acquired another property or Fortnite's doing another weird thing. Uh. And it, it feels like, I don't know, there's a Wreck-It Ralph aspect to it, right? Where it's just a, a conglomerate of things that you, you recognize. And that's part <laughs> of the fun. Yeah. But also, it's interesting the way that music is such a thing. Because, like, you can actually unlock your own soundtrack that will play on the menu. So you can, like, customize it. And all the emotes are tied to music. Because, like, if you play VR chat, almost every avatar has ripped Fortnite dances. And all the kids are always doing their Fortnite dances. But in-game, it's like you actually hear the music, like, coming off your character. So, Mm. like, in the pre-game stage, you'll usually just see people dancing. And you run up to them, and the music's just really going. And it's like, oh, this is a cool beat. Like, I want that dance, because that song is cool. And it's just, it's interesting how they incorporate, like, a, a sense of fun. Like, having fun is a very important part of the game in a way where other games try really hard to make sure you feel cool. Sure. And it's like, I don't feel cool playing Fortnite, but I, I feel like I'm having does. a lot like, of fun. I think that's why that art style works so well. Like, like Fortnite is a charming game to look at. And I think, it, you know, because it's not like gritty. It's not, uh, it's like a cartoon. And then you bring all these properties in, but you make them kind of look cartoons, like cartoons as well. And, I get the appeal of that. Like, I'll never play it. That's just, from a gameplay loop perspective, not what I'm interested in, but from an auto audiovisual perspective, like, it's clearly a very well-put-together, well-thought-out thing. Yeah. Product. I, I got jumped by Kobe Bryant in his Space Jam costume. Nice. And I was really mad because I was do I was on a roll and he got he had to jump on me with a really good shotgun. I just didn't have a chance. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it! And I'm spectating him a bit, and then he gets headshot by Master Chief. <laughs> and then Master Chief dabbed and then got into a miniature warthog and like drove off at half a mile an hour. And I was laughing so hard that it made it all worthwhile. Nice. Yeah, I can't think of like other than VR chat, like where anything even. Re- Remotely similar could happen. And Smash Brothers maybe is kind of turned into with the DLC characters, like 
anything kind of goes now, right? As far as who might show up. Yeah. Now they they have but not one to that rule. degree. Yeah, they have one rule of Smash Brothers is that it has to be video games. But aside from that, there's a lot of boundaries that got broken down, and that is fun. And it is fun to see these crazy crossovers. But with Fortnite, there's zero rules, so it's just really weird seeing. Like right now, they're doing a Street Fighter thing, so you see like Guile or Cammy, and they're fighting Rick from Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. And it's like I I can't think of other situations where you would see this come together. The funny thing with or the, like Star Wars Rick. too. Like I have a stormtrooper outfit, and it's just it's really bizarre. <laughs> The funny thing about seeing Rick and stuff is that, like, because his shtick is he travels through universes and portals and stuff, like, it could canonically be Rick. Like, that that's something he could kind of do. Um, oh, he's he's actually a quest giver, too. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, so one of the things you do in the game is uh, there's, like, an XP bar, and that's how you get through the battle pass. Um, And I still want to say, like, Fortnite more or less introduced the battle pass system to the gaming market. They're still the only ones that don't offend me with it. That's interesting. Yeah, the the buy-in, I feel, is kind of low for the amount of rewards you get. And they're very generous with your progress. So you don't feel like you're you're going to miss out if you don't play nightly or whatever. Sure. Um, Like I, I told you, what I, I started playing a week ago, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I'm level 86 out of 100. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like it's totally doable. Excuse me. But one of the quests I got was from Rick. And you walk up to a, 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 there's like pay phones, and you pick it up, and it's like, hey, I'm Rick. Ah! You got, and it's just text, but it's like, like, hey, you got to go get five kills with a shotgun or whatever. It's cool. It's like, okay. And so I got a shotgun, and I killed five people, and then it'll like text pop up. You know, it's like, here's Rick. It's like, hey, I don't remember asking you to do that, but that's neat. Nice. And that made me laugh. <laughs> it's like, I'm so tired of Rick and Morty. And then I'm playing Fortnite and going like, yay, Rick's my favorite. He I made really me giggle. I believe there's a new season. I like Rick and Morty. I'm not tired of it yet. I didn't see the last season yet. I don't even know where to see it. And that's the thing. I think once it's done, it will show up on Hulu. That's where the other ones are. Okay. I don't want Hulu. <laughs> I'm so tired of all these services. But anyways, um, I've been enjoying Fortnite. It's very weird. The, oh, the theme this season is UFOs and aliens. So that's why we got Predator and Alien and Ellen Ripley and Superman and Rick and Morty. But there's also, like, there's this original alien character for Fortnite. And the whole thing is that they have different kinds of body parts that you can mix and match. So as you play the game, you'll get these like alien artifacts that you can spend to unlock different customization bits. So you can actually make your own alien. Oh, cool. And it's like, there's so many different things to do in the game. Like, you, you get rewarded just for exploring. Like, you don't even have to shoot people to, to kind of enjoy the game. It's, it's super weird. I like that. Especially, like, it's a yeah. shooter, but you can just have fun not shooting people and just kind of wander around. There's like a, there's like a time trial thing where if you get a Ferrari, there's like a a trigger that will say like, Oh, you have to drive over here real fast and hit all the targets. It turns into this driving game that you're still in the active war zone. So someone else might interfere with it. So there's this like added challenge of, I hope no one tries to stop me now that I'm clearly doing the race and they know where I'm going. 
Yeah. So they can like lead the rocket launcher. But that just kind of makes it feel like more tense and exciting, even though it's a very simple challenge. That's cool. Is that your is that your glad space? Um I wanna I wanna say, yeah, you know what? Fortnite works as a glad space. That's that's been a fun week of Fortnite that I shared. Cool. How about you? I'm trying to did think you play if I Fortnite? Have one. No, I did not play Fortnite. Well, it can't be that then. Nope. Try to think of something I did like that made me really glad this week. Um, God, it's kind of self-serving, but I was uh, I was playing around with some vocal stuff and I actually filmed. I filmed myself and I did kind of a, a fun experiment with that where I, I filmed myself doing a line from a Linkin Park song and then I produced it and then I put it to music and so you can see like. A, B, and C on what it sounds like through this microphone I'm using right now. Oh, yeah. And uh, I really, I had a lot of fun making that just because, like, I had finally, like, I was really trying to get that sound for a couple weeks now, and I, I was consistently nailing it, so I was happy just to do it, but then to hear it, like, what it sounds like with proper compression and EQ, and it's like, man, it's pretty badass. I think it went a little too hard on the reverb, but that was that was a fun thing to make, uh, and it something to share with people who are like no this is what i'm trying to do and 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 yeah I, I had a good time doing that so if you go to if you follow me on twitter or go to twitter you um at anonym band it's it's a posted there if you want to see what i look like and then hear me uh scream a couple lines to uh lincoln park's faint that's fun though that's a good glad space i guess that's a show though i think that's so. weird it doesn't feel like we talked an hour no, it, it doesn't feel like we talked an hour. I, I, it, it's funny. Like the, I feel like the big talking points were My Little Pony and Fortnite. So clearly, this is one of our worst episodes. <laughs> or depending on the algorithm at play, it might prove to be our best. Yeah, I have a feeling a lot of people are going to listen to this one, and we'll get one of those weird spikes. Then they just won't come back, and I'm like, well, that's fair. Yeah, I think we're like averaging like thirty lessons listens a week. It'll be funny. I think so. Next week, I'll see a notice where it's like 280. I'm like, oh, wow. And after that, it'll be 15. I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool because I don't know if we have like a consistent audience or if it's just 30, like, you know, just kind of rotates. People come and go. But if you do listen to the show like consistently, like we have a, we're on Facebook at Opinions Are Cheap. Um, go bother us. Or if you don't want to use Facebook, uh, I, you can contact, uh, you can use the contact at Duel Software email and send me shit there. Like, you know, if you want to send in questions or just say hi, uh, no one else uses that email other than spam bots trying to get me to buy shit or like third party people from India be like, we'll translate your game into all the languages and for this amount of money. And it's like, no, I'm, that's a neat offer, but no one bought our game. So basically just paying for that email address. Oh, yeah. We also got, you know, opinions are cheap at gmail.com. Oh, use that one instead. Uh, that's more official. And then it doesn't involve. Strangers sending me things on, I guess, my company email address. Well, never mind. <laughs> yeah, and actually, if you guys, uh, if anyone out there has been a regular listener and you have an idea for a topic, like, let us know and we'll go, uh. Yeah. Because let's be real. That's what I'm going to do. Probably. I don't know. I, I think, I think I will put my faith in the 30 odd people that listen to this show and, and get enjoyment out of it. No, I want to talk about Wolverine. Da 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 It's the X Men. Now that song's stuck in Richard's head for the next three weeks. 
I keep trying to think of like something to do with Wolverine having an adamantium penis, but it's like, no, the, the penis is cartilage. It's not a real bone. So even though it's called a boner, it just, that just doesn't work on any biological level. But his, his metal skeleton certainly does. Well, I mean, he does. his skeleton shouldn't have claws either, though. They could just install one if they wanted to. Well, I guess in the one movie, he has, like, bone claws. That's not canon. Photos. That's a stupid Fox movie. I, Yeah, I, I'm not saying it's not, but I'm saying they, they at least tried. Yeah, that's... Yeah. You know, I like I like Spider-Man. Spider-Man's pretty cool. Jizzes all over the city. Yeah. That's the metaphor. Oh, I'm topical. I'm funny. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. I was thinking of just now of like a, of a firework that shoots up in the air and explodes, and instead of like sparklies, it's just like jizz rains down. And the fireworks are shaped like a giant penis. I don't know why I just said that, but I haven't I haven't stopped recording, so that is now in the show if you so wish. <laughs> Goodbye everybody. <laughs> <laughs>